Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about the news. That's right. There's a lot of stuff in the news going on, and there's no big movies this week. So we're talking about all of the things. So we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. Um, You know, I feel like this is the calm before the storm, Dylan, because looking at the calendar, I feel like there's just nonstop um, movies to review. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Next week is what? We got, we got Fast X, then Little Mermaid, then Spider-Verse, then Transformers, the, then The Flash. It just doesn't stop. I'm going to be at the theater one to two times every week until the end of August. <laughs> I'm excited. That's, that is that is very exciting. And in that first week of August, I'm going to be seeing a movie, at least one, on my vacation in Indianapolis. So That's cool. Seeing it in the theater. Yeah. Unless it's bad. <laughs> Well, I have the choice of do I see the Meg 2 on vacation or do I see TMNT on vacation? Probably TMNT because I think Lori wants to see the Meg 2 because she wants to go see the Meg 1 with me. But uh, anyway, let's talk. Let's um, let's talk about the news. Dylan, what did okay. you find this week? I'll kick us off. I'll, we can start with some uh, comic book news. Yeah, we're saving Mar- uh, any any of your trailers for the for the last segment because you have uh, some big ones to talk about. Yeah. Well, big in length. Exactly. Um, okay, so uh, comic book industry news or like, uh, you know, character yeah. news. This one's a bit of a spoiler, though. I'm not sure we should consider it a spoiler anymore because it's fully on like Marvel yep. Entertainment and Disney Twitter. And it has Facebook been shared and... by the official. Right. So. Yeah, but, but if, if you're you don't someone. Want... Right. If you don't want spoilers for Amazing Spider-Man 26, which comes out, what, two weeks? Yeah, like a couple that. weeks. Um, and if you're like completely unplugged from social media, like you could miss it. So I uh, I understand. Skip um, skip in a bit. Yeah, but they've been teasing for like months now. It seems that someone's gonna die in Amazing Spider-Man 26. Uh-huh. It's kind of like the Gwen Stacy effect, you know. Um, they've been hinting heavily, um, red herring, if you will, uh, <laughs> that it's a uh, Mary Jane. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. She's on the cover of it, like very prominently featured. And the way her storyline's been going in the comics is like they've been basically telegraphing that she's gonna die. But there's a swerve, I guess, in Amazing Spider-Man 26. And we're going only going off of what they've told us so far. So I guess there's still a chance that the, it's actually the, someone else and what they're telling us is fake, but I think there's almost zero percent chance of that. Um, yeah. Because they're not like they don't do that. <laughs> no, that kind of like gimmicky marketing. But, no, it's um, on Entertainment Weekly. We already know what's up. Yeah. Uh. So, the person that dies is Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel. <gasps> Dylan. Well, she's got a movie coming out. Yeah, I know. Um, I feel like it's a really uh dumb idea, to be honest. Um, my main my, one of my like main problems with this is that she's not even in that book. Right. Um, it's not like something that's been built up to or like we'll have some kind of big payoff it just seems like really gimmicky to me right um i think i know why they're doing this but before before i tell you oh what, okay. how do you feel about this michael um it definitely does seem like a gimmick like well I'm, i mean anytime you have a death like this or a major a major death like this where you know it's announced ahead of time and it's not a surprise it's definitely feels like um marketing you know yeah, it just and seems weird. Less less of a creative decision, more of a, hey, this will, this will sell copies. I mean, they're right. I 
it will. A bit more I mean, I'm gonna get one. Because of it. Yeah, you never know. Like that's. I mean, but that that's what that's what people like, right? People like deaths of first appearances, new costumes. People like that stuff. People like key issues. Yeah, true. I just personally think it's more impactful when it's like uh, part of an arc. I guess like a uh, creative decision and not a marketing decision. Yeah, it just seems weird to sideline. I don't know. No, like I, I'm, someone, I'm, I I understand what you're saying. Someone that's like such strong representation too for like a movie that right before a movie's coming out, that's they'll be part of that as well. It seems like a really dumb idea in my I opinion. I mean, but, she'll be back clearly, but yeah, obviously. <laughs> but I think they're doing this. Here's what I think, Michael. Okay, what's up? I think we're doing some MCU streamlining here. You oh. know how they always do that. Um, in okay spoilers for Miss Marvel, the TV show, it was revealed at the end in the final episode that she's actually a mutant. Oh, um, okay. I think we're go. gonna be like, you oh wait, we can resurrect her on Krakoa. You know, they can re- resurrect mutants. Right. They have the backups. I think they're gonna resurrect her as a mutant. It's gonna be, and she'll that, be like not it. an inhuman anymore, or maybe both. But I think she'll be a, a mutant going forward. You figure um, it out. That's it. Cool. You think? Hundred <laughs> percent. That's it. Because yeah, it seems like it to me. Look, as as big of fans of the comics um, as we are, um, that that medium is definitely secondary to the movies and where we get a lot of people into the comic hobby via the movies. So it does stand to reason that you want them to line up with each other. Yeah. And I initially had like a bad reaction to my own theory. I was like, well, that's stupid, but there is like some important context in that she was made Number one, G. Willow Wilson always wanted her to be a mutant. That's how she pitched it. Okay. Um, Because just like, that's the only way to make in Marvel like an ordinary person with powers, basically, at that time. But then this was the time in Marvel when they didn't have the rights to X-Men and they were kind of replacing them with Inhumans. And they introduced this idea that Inhumans, anyone could be an Inhuman. They just had to be exposed to mist and go through pterogenesis and then they'd have powers. So they took the exact like, archetype like the exact like scenario of mutants and replaced it with inhumans in like a really unsuccessful way um yeah so she was meant to be a mutant and then she was the replacement of mutants as well it was that weird rights time right when marvel when marvel couldn't make any x-men stuff so like well i guess we're gonna (laughs) double down on this inhumans tv show they really tried it um but hey dylan how was that inhumans tv show when you went to go see it in theaters it was beautiful uh, on IMAX. You mean um, yeah. the first two episodes? IMAX, it was great. It, you know, <laughs> it, IMAX really exposes the worst of <laughs> bad cinematography. It was the worst thing that could wow happen. I but, bet you know. I've seen every available Mar- MCU thing in theaters. I can say that. So I mean, not, not proudly, but I can. Um, you've done it. But I think that's what's happening with Kamala. So don't be too sad. She'll be back as a mutant, in my opinion. My only hope with that theory is that I don't want her to become like too steeped in the X-Men because I think you could be a mutant and not be an X-Men, you know, just just as she was an Inhuman, but not part of the Inhumans royal family, you know? Right, of course. I, I like her better on her own with champions with the other young characters like in that world than I don't need to go to the Xavier school. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Oh, it doesn't have school anymore. Whatever. Um, Whatever. Okay. I mean, I know what you mean. <laughs> Another bit of comic book news. Um, we first made a major death. Now we got a major first appearance, Michael. Ooh. In Wonder Woman 800. 
Um, this is the issue that's kicking off Tom King's run on Wonder Woman. DC's okay. been doing a big Dawn of DC uh, launch. It's like basically Rebirth, New 52, but it's not resetting the continuity and it's relaunching everything at number one, but staggered throughout the year instead of all at one time. So it's Wonder Woman's time. Uh, it's kicking off next month, something like that. Yeah. Pretty soon um, with a new number one. But before that, it's ending where we have the 800 uh, issue. Not really 800, but that's what they're <laughs> branding it. Um, and Tom King starting and they're introducing uh, Wonder Woman's daughter. Her name is Trinity. And it's set, I think she exists 20 years into the future. So she's not like at this point in current continuity um, or current timeline Wonder Woman. Okay. But um, she looks a lot like Wonder Woman. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like, we don't know who the father is. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like another Diana, like another clay thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but or maybe mm. there's a father, but um, it'd be cool if she was Steve Trevor was her, her dad. But I don't, I don't know. Um, there's been a mixed reaction to this, Michael. Oh, um, really? What What's the uh, what's the negativity? Well, on one hand, like I'd like to see it because. Superman has a kid with John Kent and there's Damien with Batman, so it's it like it seems fair that like the final member of the Trinity should have like their own child figure. You know what I mean? Um, but cause comics is like traditionally like averse to making like mother characters for some reason. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, well, I do. do, but yeah, I do, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I, I like to see it in theory, but there's wonder woman already has like a big cast of supporting characters and daughter figures that are like completely sidelined that we never see. Like, it's not like a bat family situation. There's uh, Cassie and Donna and Yara floor. And like, she has a big cast of supporting wonder girls, wonder women that like, don't get the same treatment as like Tim Drake and Dick Grace. You know what I mean? Um, So I kind of would have liked maybe just an elevated, maybe Yara floor situation or something like that. Like I get that. Bring up someone else's daughter. Like Tim Drake is Batman's son in continuity, you know, like adopted son. And so is Dick Grayson. So it could have been the same situation, but Hmm. I don't know. I I mean, I guess we'll have to see, right? Um, When the, when the book actually comes out, but are you actually, she does, she does a cool. Are you currently reading Wonder Woman? No, I'm not, but I'm a Tom King stan. Uh, Sure. So I will definitely pick this up. And I've been reading every Dawn of DC launch, pretty much everyone. Um, and the art looks really good. So I'm going to check it out for sure. But if you're a spec buyer at all, if you want to like, you it's know, a good book maybe to get. get it on the ground floor, it's, it's a good starting point and it's a first appearance. So I would check this out. There's a absolutely there's a variant cover of 800. Michael, it's on FOC uh, this week. Um, there's no image, but it's it's the variant cover that features her that is this image, and it's going to be the one everyone wants. So I think y'all should y'all should go that's, for this one. That's the one. That's again. the one. Yep, exactly. We'll have it on the live sale, um, and that's it. Okay, so we got uh, some MCU news now. Next, moving on from comics. Okay, onto the important. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> onto we, the important <laughs> news. Uh, this is actually Disney Plus news. So we've been like kind of speculating what's going to come out this year. It's been up in the air on Disney plus anyway, mm-hmm. um, what series are actually going to come out. But now we have an official date for both Loki season two and echo season one or echo the whole series. Who knows? Um, but Loki is going to start airing on October 6th with its premiere episode. These are both 2023, wow. by the way. Um, and that is a Friday. I'm not sure what that means. Friday. Yeah. 
traditionally they were wednesday and then thursday for she hulk i like i like friday because that means we're not so far behind on our review yeah i'm down for friday but it could be a situation where obi-wan remember they had like their first episode on friday and it went to wednesdays the week after for some reason didn't mandalorian do that too like maybe yeah i would like fridays that'd be cool um yeah i agreed so Loki, I don't think we know how many episodes either of these things are. Um, but that so no. that'll come out in October. Um oh, two days before or one day before our Bedrock City Con. That's exciting. Wow. Uh, and then uh that's my touchstone for every date. Um <laughs> and then uh Echo will drop on November 29th. Uh but the ca- the gag is Michael. It's gonna be all the episodes, a complete season drop, which is the first time they've ever done that. I love that. I have mixed feelings wonder, about it. You tell me why you love it. I love it too. Because partially. so with my, uh, so for me personally, with the amount of time I have to dedicate to watching stuff, I would rather uh, get it all at once so I can carve out that chunk of time. Cause my time fluctuates weekly. Like what, how much time I'm going to have. So like I, if I know I got, I got to get six hours you know, this, this weekend, I, I got it, but like, and also for my attention, like if I, I might lose interest at week to week. Yeah. Especially an echo. I feel like, yeah. I mean, now, I'm a, we'll see. Yeah. I'm looking forward to echo, but I do understand that it's like not something that is like heavily demanded. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Um, but I thought she was cool, cool. And too. Hawkeye. Um, but I didn't, it, not someone I would guess would get a whole show, but like, so I'm very I, personally I'm happy about getting the whole season. Um, mm-hmm. But I think maybe it's a bad sign for the show. Uh, I think if they were confident that it would generate any kind of interest week to week and keep people coming back, um, you think so? then they yeah. would do it like every other show. It almost seems like a lack that of confidence, sense. just like tossing it all out at, at once. So it makes mm-hmm. me nervous, but I am happy I get to watch the whole thing. Um, I think she's going to be at Comic Palooza this week, so that's pretty cool. Um, really? Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on from Disney Plus news, we yes. got some MCU question mark news. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the form of Venom three casting. Um, I keep forgetting that Venom three is happening. Like it seems like it should it I, to me. I, I mean, after after Carnage, really? We're still go- we're still going. Carnage underperformed, um, but it's hard to tell if that's because of the pandemic or not. Oh, but it didn't, right. Okay. It didn't perform anywhere near uh, Venom 1's uh, situation. Sure. It opened okay. huge and then it fizzled. Um, but they're moving forward with Venom 3. I do think there's an avenue where you could keep going with it and make it I, really I mean, good. I, do, I do too, of course. You have to lean but into I don't think the they silliness. In, but they, I don't think they leaned into the right things with Venom 2, and that's what the problem was. They didn't. Um, they need like a Fast and Furious director on Venom. I don't like. What's the problem here? Uh, Get with the program. <laughs> anyway, so a a major MCU actor is joining. Oh, um, Chiwetel Ejiofor, who played. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm From drawing a blank. Mordo? Baron Mordo, yeah, in the Doctor Doctor Strange movies. Yeah, and recently Multiverse of Madness for a second. Is he going to be Baron Mordo in Venom Three? It doesn't look like it. Which I don't like. Yeah, it I don't like that either. He's being labeled as a co-star, so he's going to have a big part. 
if I had to guess, I would say some kind of villain or something, but I'm not too like versed on Venom villains to even guess, you know? Me neither. Um, but I don't like, especially after you established Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy? Yeah. yeah. Um, in the <laughs> for some reason I was like, that's Ed Hardy. That's different. Um, Tom Hardy in <laughs> the Tom Holland. MCU multiverse, you know, like with the same actor. Like now it to me that means he should play different Mordos. He should be a different Mordo in this universe, right? Yeah. If we're definitely. following the rules. But it's Sony and they do what they want. And what they want and what they want is probably the wrong choice. So Yeah. I don't know who's directing this. I should probably figure that out. Um, um I mean, it's not gonna be anybody <laughs> we're talking about. Um, what if it's like it's it's James not Swan or something. It's Kelly Marcel. Oh, I love her. The shell with shoes on. No, uh, <laughs> she did Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, uh, or she was a part of it at least. I don't know her. Yeah, uh, basically. Um, so. yeah, you're on your own with that one. She's known for being a writer on Fifty Shades of Grey, Saving Mr. Banks. She was a writer on both Venoms. Oh no, she's not even. Hold on. I got it. I got it twisted. Excuse me. Um, I I don't know if she's actually directing this thing. She's she's writing it. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. Yep. Um, no, she according to IMDb, she is also writing and directing it. So we'll see if that sounds actually... right. It's something we talked about, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. At least we don't have like stuff to point to that says it's going to be terrible. <laughs> You know, well, I mean, yeah, you're right. We'll she has not directed a film before. Okay, so it's a Shutter movie, basically. I um, mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, Enough ripping on Venom three. But Sony isn't always bad, Michael. Okay, that's my segue because they they gave us Spider Verse into the Spider Verse. That's true. Um, and then we got a final, I think, uh, trailer for Across the Spider Verse. This one featured more of 2099, more of a the spot, um, yeah. some some spider cat action, um, basically just more of everything we've seen, in my opinion. Um, but like, there's nothing that could happen that would make me not excited for this. So, what do you think of the trailer? Oh, of I mean, it's it's great. Um, it it does that thing where you have a lot of the same stuff from the previous two trailers, but just with more. So it's it it's really good. Uh they they take some existing scenes from trailers you've seen already, but expand them a little bit more and show you new things altogether. I it looks good, man. It looks real good. Now are you worried at all that the hype and expectation is too high for this? Because yes. like the I am bar very, that it has to live up to is crazy. My bar is so high because I love that movie. Yeah, I'm trying to put myself in the mindset where like maybe it's not realistic for it to be as good as the last one. And even if it's like almost as good then it's still like a major win right right but it's I mean, hard not to waste for it to top the last one yeah yeah it, it has to it'll it'll overperform the theat- theatrically it should right financially we- yeah yeah i think so yeah but will it be as good it will be like i think it might be like a frozen 2 situation where like it makes way more money but not like as like highly right. regarded as the sure. first one you know what i mean i don't know mm-hmm. We'll I mean, see. we'll see. I'm just being negative because I want to like temper my expectations. It's it's really hard to not like just be over the moon hyped for this thing, right? 
Yeah, no, no other movie this. We, we were having a discussion um, at the Clear Lake store last week about what's the best Spider-Man movie. And everybody was saying, oh, Spider-Man 2 or, you know, what, whatever. And I was like, well, aside from Spider-Verse, right? We're, it's like, well, yeah, obviously, we're not counting that one. That's that's like clearly the best one. Just ignoring that one. What's the best live action Spider-Man film? Because no one's touching into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, it's the correct answer, I think. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we got some more. Or moving on to DC news. Um, okay, this is, we normally don't report on like um, casting uh, rumors, but this one is not a rumor. It's coming from the Hollywood Reporter, which is um, for those who don't know, it's like a major trade. And when yeah. they're reporting on casting, it's because the studio has it told happened. them about it, right? Yeah, and they want it to happen. And I think um, generally, when 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 like contenders are thrown out the studio is trying to gauge interest on how the public feels about each actor in that role. You know, sure. it's kind of like a, um, I don't that know, like a te- test audience situation. Yeah, It's like, Hey, how do you guys feel about this? And then yeah. everybody's like, Oh, that's terrible. And then you, Oh, okay. Kidding. Good call. You're right. We're not going to do that. It was just, it was just a rumor. Yeah. Um, so we got some Superman legacy casting, uh, front runners for Superman Lex and Lois. Um, okay. there's only one major one that's like a front runner for Lex. I mean, for Superman, who they said, um, is like screen testing, and his name is uh David Corinswet. Corinswet, corn, Corinswet, Corinswet. I don't know. <laughs> you look at the name and you tell me. Um, I'm gonna have to see there. Let's see. But okay, he's from you know him as like the uh projectionist from Pearl, yeah, remember him. I do, um, yeah, and that that is definitely corn sweat. Corn sweat, okay. Uh, and he was also in the politician. And I actually like this actor actor a lot. I watched I watched the politician. He's okay. dead as of the first episode, but he oh. the whole show but he was really good. It's it's, it's, com- it's complicated, yeah. But I, he was like one of my fan cast to be Nightwing. Um, and who do they have him playing as Superman? How about that? I mean, huh? I'm sure they could like roid him up, but he's like a little too like twinky to be Superman. I feel like, but okay, you know. You, you think so? Dylan? It's Hollywood. Yeah, there's gonna roid. Um, I, mean, I don't think Superman needs to be like extremely jacked, so it's fine. Yeah, but you could put him in that Shazam suit, and he's oh, fine. God. Yeah, no, but I think he'd be perfect actually. So Zach, like, I'm Zach really Levi put the this. actually put the muscle on though, right? Yeah, he didn't have any padding at all. Crazy. Um, I don't know, like what I would suggest people to watch of him because I don't think he gives Superman energy in like Pearl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, everybody should watch Pearl anyway. Yeah, he's great in Pearl. Um, I don't know if I know him from anything other than Pearl. I'm looking at his IMDb and I don't think he's I, in like I a couple of Ryan Murphy things, I think, in The Politician. And so he's not like a by any means a huge actor, um, but he's got the look. Uh, okay. Like the, you know, superhero I, look. You know what I'm he saying? He does. Like, he does. Like, like kind of boring face and square jaw. And like, right. that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, American uh, Rob Stark. Yeah. Okay. Um. But we there's a couple uh, actors for Lex, or no? It's just um, Nicholas Holt, who's like oh, people thought maybe it was like a, he was testing for Superman, but now they're saying Lex. Maybe I think that's kind of kind of out of left field, but I think he'd be good. I don't. I don't actually. hate that. I like Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I guess yeah that's it's a he's a kind of 
That's an interesting choice for Lex, but I don't know. He was up it. for a Batman in the Matt Reeves movie and he didn't get it. I like that too. But obviously Robert Pattinson worked out pretty well. So Yeah. He doesn't have the jaw to be Batman, I feel like. It's very important. <laughs> it's true. That's all you can see. Um, but I think I think he'd be good at Lex. I don't know why. I'm basically not off of no role he's ever played. Okay. He was beast. He's kind of like an unlikable smart. He dude. was beast. I don't know. Um <laughs> Okay, so for Lois is Lane, very much like Lex. Lex. Who, who they, yeah, who exactly. they have for uh, who they have for Lois? Um, they have uh, Emma Mackey. She's from that show on Netflix. I really like called Sex Education, and okay. she's also in the Barbie movie coming up. She looks a lot like Margot Robbie. Um, and then there's Rachel Brosnahan. She's the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, we know okay. her. Yeah, she's she's the one that's kind of odd because she doesn't fit with the age age range of anyone else. Superman, Lex, or or Lois. So I'm not sure. What that's about. Um, and then Phoebe Dynever, she's in Bridgerton and okay. Younger. And then she's in a, sh- a movie that I watch um, that I can't remember the name of at uh, for the Sundance Film Festival. And she was really, really good in that. And Netflix picked it up. So I think, I feel like, like she'll be a bit bigger soon. Um, and Samara Weaving, who we know from Scream and Ready or Not and et cetera. Yeah. Okay. For Lois, man. I think of these, you probably only know Samara Weaving, right? Yeah, I'm looking at them. I only think I know Samara Weaving and Emma McKay- Mackey does does really look a lot like Margot Robbie. Hmm. I um, think that's why it's great that she's in Barbie. Uh, I'm I'm not going to vote for anybody specifically, but I think Samara Weaving would be all right. I suppose. I mean, I'm not like I don't think that's like where I would have gone. I think they should just go with whoever has the best chemistry with if David Cor- David Cornsweet is. I don't want to say that for like years, Michael. I hope he should change his name. Get a yeah, name. come on, get, um, a, get a better name. David C. Whoever has the best <laughs> chemistry, something like he's on school. the Bachelor. <laughs> um, with him because I whatever uh, Henry Cavill and Amy Adams had was the opposite of chemistry, in my opinion. Um, it means hope, Dylan. It was missing. That was missing from those movies. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they seemed so in love. You're right. Um, <laughs> I believed it. Uh, yeah, those are some front runners. That's, okay. that's all there is there. But Interesting. That's all I got. Okay. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back, and we're going to talk about all the news that I found this week. Before we do that, we're going to do our picks of the week. I'm going to go first. I'm picking a book from Image. That's right. Image Comics, Dylan. Uh, I'm picking Arcade Kings number one. Um... It's a book by Dylan Burnett. It looks really cool. It's um, got a little bit of a higher price tag. It's an $8 book, but it's a prestige format. Um, very, it's, it's, it does, it, it's very brightly colored neon taking place in an arcade. Lots of fighting. Looks like a lot of fun. It looks really cool. It does. Um, my pick is the next Dawn of DC launch. It is Titans number one. 
And this is the like premier DC team right now because the Justice League isn't around. Um, and this is by Tom Taylor, who is one of my favorite writers. And Nicola Scott is doing the art. And um, she's so good also. They worked on Earth 2 together years ago. But they're okay. teaming for this. And it's like a back-to-basics approach for Teen Titans. Like, they got the tower, they got the A-list team back together, and it's, like, okay. super, super good. And lots of good variants as well. Highly recommend. Awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of good covers for it, for sure. Um, moving into my news here, which I think has basically just become the horror news. Um, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we, look, we used to talk about wrestling, but eh, it, same, same stuff happens all the time. Um, and so, if something major happens, I'll let you know. Uh, CM Punk's coming back, I guess. We'll see. Um, anyway, so, uh, the first two bits of news here are kind of odd, oddball news. Um, it's acquisitions news of movies that are already released in other countries, but, um, we've never seen over here. Uh, the first one is draft house films, uh, obviously of Alamo draft house fame. Before I get into that news story, Dylan, does Alamo, does draft house films have a good rep? Not that I know of. Okay. They don't, right? Like, I don't really know them as a distributor. So I don't, I don't, I don't think they have to me, they don't have a good rep, a bad rep or a rep at all. They're just pretty much. Yeah. I'd agree. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, so they've been picking up movies lately. They picked up a film, a Spanish film, Spanish film um, called everyone will burn. Um, it premiered at the, at a film festival <laughs> and has won multiple festival wins around the world. Um, directed by David Habera. Um, Hebrero. Um, and we have a trailer. The movie came out last year in Spain, but um they're they're shopping, they were shopping it around this year for an American release. And the plot of the film is the film follows uh Lucia, a strange little girl who just might be connected to a local legend about stopping an impending apocalypse. And this trailer is um real vibey, it's longish for something to be so vibey yeah. but um like you don't get a lot of plot in the trailer which i i like mostly in horror movie trailers that i don't need plot or and i don't i also don't want like have all the high spots revealed you know what i mean i don't want the big you know kills or surprises or whatever revealed i want i want vibes give me the energy what's this movie going to be like and and i thought this trailer was pretty interesting i don't know if the movie's going to be any good or not it's hard to tell um, but it made me intrigued and want to see it. What did you think about it, Dylan? It was a little bit of a roller coaster for me. It started off and I was like, this looks boring and generic. And then I don't know. There were certain set pieces that I thought were pretty innovative, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and it won me over by the end. I am worried that it showed too much, like maybe all of its key points, like you said. Um, yeah. but it's hard to tell if they just have like so much more up their sleeve and it's like that good, you know, but it's, we'll see. I don't think the trailer made me like necessarily want to see it or not want to see it. To be honest, sure. Um, no, I, I'm I'm with you there. Um, it's on the um, it's on the it's on the news docket this week to talk about just draft house films in general, and I didn't realize they were a thing. Um, but they they have a they have a quote about it. The draft house cinemas founder and executive chairman Tim League says, uh, "We're in this business because we know that there are others just like us who want nothing more than to sit in a dark theater." enjoying movies that they care about with a robust slate of bold films. We're looking forward to bringing independent cinema back to theaters in a big way. And I can support that because I was having a discussion with Lori about it uh, recently, like ever since river Oaks has been uh, shut down or whatever. And 
the Angelica doesn't exist anymore. You know, do we have any independent theaters left where we can go see like a, an actual indie movie? Or you just have to hope that it's going to be quote unquote indie, but at AMC. Yeah. You know, because you're not going to get like real indie films at AMC. They're, they're going to have an, a, an A24 film and tag it as AMC indie. Oh, yeah. Or, or neon premiere or whatever they do. Yeah. Right. Like, like they, they have Titan branded as, uh, as indie. Like, you mean the thing that won the Sundance Palm Dior? Yeah. It's so indie. It's the like, same way with music. They'll be like, right. oh, Florence and the Machine is indie. I'm like, eh, Are, kind of a major record label, but yeah, I mean, and ma- like huge worldwide tours, millions of monthly listeners. Okay, get out of here. Indie just means not popular, I think. Right, and indie just means it it does it. Well, in music, I think indie just means it has guitar, like it has acoustic guitars, and maybe isn't on the radio, or isn't on one hundred four point one. You know, yeah, but, Flor- but Florence is. But anyway. Um, so there's that. And then we have another set of trailers, um, which I think is actually more interesting. So, um, so yellow veil pictures is a distribute, a Blu-ray distribution label that is partnered with vinegar syndrome, who I like a lot, um, both of those companies. Um, and if you don't know, if you're unfamiliar with Blu-ray distribution labels and what that means, that means like, cause it, there's not like a comic book equivalent to that, right? Like, that would be like if someone just bought a bunch of old out of print comics from old companies and just reprinted them and remastered them. Nobody does that. Um, but what what boutique Blu-ray labels do is they get movies, they get the license and the rights to produce or to release them, and then they will remaster them, format them, create deluxe packaging, special features, the whole deal, and just make an excellent physical product out of a movie that you've probably never seen before. Which is really cool and I like. And Yellow Veil Pictures is a company that does a lot of like uh, boundary pushing, as they call it. They describe themselves as like a boundary pushing uh, genre film distribution company. Uh, They don't make movies themselves. But anyway, so they acquired um, two films by Polish director uh, Jagoda Selich, I'm I'm going with. Um, and those films are from 2017 and 2018. They're called Tower, period, A Bright Day. That's a very weird title, and Monument. Um, so and these trailers aren't new. These the trailers I, I shared to Dylan. I told him they were he was told they were totally optional, did not need to watch them. Did you check them out? I didn't. Okay. So I love them. I love these trailers. They look this is what I want out of a movie. These um, posters are great. Um, I I think I have them here. I can send them to you, Dylan. The posters, they it's giving Titan. That's two Titan references in the same podcast. Um, like they're just look so that these are horror movies from a Polish film director that were made in you know yeah I like five, this lot. five plus years ago. Um, and again, the this is like trailer design done perfectly. Um, it's all vibes. I could not tell you anything about what this movie is about from watching okay. the trailer. Um, and the the trailer, the description for Tower, A Bright Day, says, um, Tower Bright Day follows a protective woman who has raised her young niece in the countryside as her own daughter. When her sister suddenly returns, it triggers a, a, tr- it triggers a sense that she may be back to reclaim her offspring or to implement even more ominous plans. What does that mean? I have no idea. Um, Monument follows a group of hotel interns who wake up in an ice cold van. They don't know each other yet and have just arrived to do their internships. 
The strict manager of the hotel numbers the students. Real names are not relevant. There is no place for individual individuality here. Okay. Yeah. Go, seriously, go look at these trailers. If like if if you don't like art movies though, this or indie movies, if you don't like indie film, this isn't this ain't gonna be it for you. Um, but I am very excited because I do love Yellow Veil and I have a Yellow Veil hat, I have a Yellow Veil pin. I think they're cool. So I will be definitely picking up these Blu-rays when they come out. Um shifting gears entirely. Dylan, do you know Glenn Danzig? No. He is the lead singer. Is that a Yes, the lead singer of the of the Misfits, the original Misfits. Okay. Okay. Uh, he is a well-known horror guy. Also does comics. He did Verotica and Vampirotica and all sort of like, you know, the type of books I'm talking about, Dylan. Like booby, bloody, 90s, edgy comics. He did a lot of that type of stuff. Anyway, he's got a movie coming out, going to Cannes, which I think is very interesting. And I have no expectations for this other than I expect it to be terrible. I just thought that was an interesting thing that Danzig was made a movie. Um, it's Death Rider in the House of Vampires. Um, it, w- it was released in select theaters in 2021, but that's been quite a while. Um, it's now going to Cannes. So keep you abreast of any... Danzig film news. I just find it very interesting. I do love the Misfits, so that is very interesting. It's this vampire spaghetti western. I think he's a Swifty, so that's how I know him. Glenn Danzig. He's taught. There's been something with Taylor Swift where he's like talked about her before. I'm telling you. No way. That's incredible. I would love that. (laughs) Uh. Anyway, that's wow. How about that? Okay, I have two more little bits of news here. Um, old boy. The 2003 um, Park Chan-wook film um, did have an American remake some years later. I don't know with Josh Brolin in it, um, which was I thought the remake was kind of mid. I don't know what you thought, Dylan. I thought the same. And I had only seen that. So I was set up to really like it. So the original is fantastic. Um, They changed a lot uh, in the American version. Um, it's a revenge thriller. It's about a man who is kidnapped on the night of his... Uh, so the bigger pro- plot points are there. Um, is kidnapped on the night of his daughter's fourth birthday and wakes up in prison, sealed in a hotel room. He learns his wife has been murdered and he's been framed to her death for her death. Then you cut to 15 years later as, and he's trying to get revenge on his captor. It's so good. And it has these twists that are just absolutely crazy. Anyway, that's old boy. Why am I talking about a movie from 2003? Well... Neon has restored it. Uh, Neon, we know, is Diet A24, which we like. So, no. I mean, Neon's the Diet A24, right? They're like, they they wish they were A24's level of... Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, but I'll go see a movie that's Neon because it's Neon. I, I think they're interesting. Same, yeah. Um. Anyway, so... They fully restored it. And if you've ever seen Old Boy, it doesn't look very good. It's pretty rough looking. There is a trailer that Neon has put out a couple of days ago. This movie looks incredible. It looks so freaking good. Um, I'm very excited. Um, and it's coming to theaters. Um, August cool. 6th, August 16th. I'm sure there will also be a digital and you know, 4K, whatever. Um, but I've never seen old boy in theaters and this was the first korean film i ever saw 
I saw it in 2003 when it came out on DVD because of an ad in Fangoria magazine. Um, so this is very exciting. Um, if you have not, did, oh, did you see the trade? Oh, I didn't send it to you because you didn't see the original. So, um, if even if you know what, if you haven't seen it, go look at the trailer anyway. It just looks good. It looks like it doesn't look like a movie that was filmed 20 years ago. Looks Does it have good. the same big twist that the remake um, did? Probably. I don't like that. Yeah. I'm sure I, it's implemented way better in the original. But... Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, yes. I assume we're talking the, the, the daughter stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Elizabeth Olsen. Yes. Yeah. It's way better in in the, the Korean one. Okay. But yeah, it, that, that, that Josh Brolin one is not great. Um, anyway, highly recommend old boy. Definitely. It's a really devastating movie too. It's really just dark and it's not fun. But anyway, there's old boy. Um, <laughs> last thing we got a trailer for the walking dead. Dead City, the new um, Walking Dead spinoff show. And we don't normally talk about Walking Dead here, but it's a new series. So thought we'd talk about it. And y- you know what? So that we got the trailer and it shows uh, the gang going to New York City. It's Maggie and Negan are friends now. And they're going, someone, got, someone kidnapped Maggie's son and they have to go find him. Seems like the plot. And you know what? I thought the trailer was pretty good. I don't care about Walking Dead at all, and I'm not going to watch this. But I, I I clicked play going, I don't want to watch this, but I'm going to anyway. And then I watched the whole thing, and I didn't get bored. I was like, this is all right. <laughs> they entertained you for a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah, they did. I mean, I'm never going to watch it because I'm so tired of the concept of The Walking Dead on TV. But I was just surprised that it actually looked all right. Yeah, I agree. I almost had the exact same um, reaction. I thought it looked a little like, like more Resident Evil-y than it did. Walking Dead, which I appreciated. It's trying to be something different. It looks very like, different, which is the what setting. The, yeah, the setting de- and the lighting and everything looks a lot. Like and they definitely state. need that because, well, okay, I can't speak to anything because I quit Walking Dead a long time ago. But um, <clears throat> I assume it hasn't changed a whole lot um, thematically. Or visually. Yeah, I'm so behind that. Like, I stopped watching, like, spoiler, when Glenn died. Yeah, that was my last um, episode. Or the ep- a couple episodes after that is when I was like, I'm done. And not even because I cared about Glenn that much. I just didn't like it. That was a well, Glenn was, decision. like, one of my final remaining characters. I do really like Maggie a lot. So that's, like, a plus for me here. But, like, what happened in that they're, like, buddies now? I'm confused. Uh, I, I don't understand it. I don't he understand beat the her husband's thing. head in with a bat last time I, I saw. People who like Walking Dead will tell you that we just don't understand because we haven't seen it and read it. But I, I'm sure that's the case. But like, I, I don't get it. I never would get it. Why are they friends? Yeah, the Maggie that I know from when I stopped would never take any opportunity to kill Negan. I feel like um, so I don't know narratively what's going on. Um, and if I wasn't so lost, I'd probably tune into this because it. Looks good, but I'm like kind of sick of zombie stuff. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. no. Well, you know what? I'm not sick of zombie stuff because I haven't. I feel like I've I've been I've taken a good break from zombies. They were you they were the Last of Us. I didn't. Oh, I watched the the first two or three episodes that we talked about, and then I didn't continue it. And I, I wanted to, and I liked the Last of Us, but I just didn't. I'm zombied out. Yeah, I get that. But anyway, that's all I got. Let's hear about all these tabletop events.
time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about... Look, there was a swerve. I said a couple of trailers, but there's only one. Because I accidentally did Spider-Verse in my normal news part. That's right. Uh, Dylan, I was going to... It's fine. It's fine. Because we, we live our lives a quarter mile of a time at a time here at the, at the Uncanny Universe podcast. We're here to talk about the final trailer for Fast 10, your seatbelts, and why Dylan didn't watch it. Is that a promise? And I did. <laughs> so, um, Dylan, this trailer came out today, right? Like, as of this recording? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday? Okay. Yeah. And it's five minutes. Five and... <laughs> Five trailer. minutes and like twenty seconds or something, something ridiculous. It's four. It's four thirty-two. Whatever. Let's be fair. It felt long. Yeah, it's five minutes long. Okay. Did it feel so, that long? No, no, actually, no, it didn't. Um, which I'll talk to. So, why didn't you watch it, Dylan? Um, I'm going on Friday, and I feel like I kind of don't care about um spoilers for this movie because I'm not there for the plot. Right. But like, I do want to see like. I do want to like retain at least like what I have left of like set pieces I haven't seen and stuff. And I don't want to see every stunt. Right. I was going to say, you don't care about like, does X character die, but you care about like, do they blow up a tank or do they? Yeah. I don't know if when he's driving down that dam and goes on that hot wheels ramp, like how the car lands, you know, like, will a plane catch him or right. Well, wings pop out of the side of the car and he'll fly i don't know you know what you see a lot of in this trailer dylan is you see a lot of jason momoa talking interesting which and and uh, potential spoilers for fast fast tenure seatbelts he's not what i expected him to be he's doesn't he he doesn't seem to be (laughs) you know is he flamboyant because that's how he's describing it is, is he um, yeah, they keep saying that he's very flamboyant. I, I don't know what that means. Maybe so. Maybe he's flamboyant. Uh, maybe maybe Jason Momoa nails. thinks he's being flamboyant. Maybe he that's what he thinks he's being. Um, he's just not the gruff action guy that he looks like. Well, that's refreshing. Or at least in the bits of the trailer, you know. <laughs> he seems to talk a lot and not be as... Uh, you know, type of type of grumbliness. So, was there any cool Brie Larson stuff? No, most hype. Oh, dang! Barely. I feel like she's not gonna be in very much of this movie. Yeah. Um. 
there was a lot of a fight between Charlize Theron and and uh, Michelle Rodriguez. A lot of a fight. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. And it's like, interesting. And like sorry, where it was is like I feel like a spoiler. Like like the clothes they're wearing and where they're located is a spoiler. Okay. Which okay. is weird because I, 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 imagine like if they were wearing spacesuits, they're not. But imagine they were wearing spacesuits and they were floating. Oh, dang. You would just know. Oh, okay. Well, those two are going to space and have a fight, a fist fight in space. It's something like that. They're wearing clothes that are very associated with something. Okay. And you know they're going to fight when they get there. Interesting. But th- th- that's like your pet peeve about trailers. Like when they show very specific information like that. Like, how can I not forget the 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 spacesuit fight? Uh, clearly, I'm just waiting for the spacesuit fight. I know they're not going to die because they have to get to the spacesuit fight. Yeah. I mean, I do remember their like a little cl- little clips of their fighting, their fight scene in the last one, but I don't remember what they're wearing, so I'm happy about that. But right, I did. <laughs> it, it's interesting. Like the, I, I discovered that as a fourth, there's four Oscar-winning actresses in this movie, um, surrounding these idiot men, which I think is just like such a funny trope that I really like in this franchise. So who game. who's the four? Yeah, Charlize it's, Theron. It's Brie Larson, Charlize Theron, yeah. Rita Moreno, and Helen Mirren. I forgot um, Helen Mirren's in this. Obviously not Michelle Rodriguez or J- Jordana Brewster. But what do like, you mean, obviously rude? Well, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I have um, you know Michelle Rodriguez won an Independent Spirit Award for Girl Fight a long time ago? Sure. I'm sure Jordana, Jordana Brewster has a Best Kiss Teen Choice Award or something like that. <laughs> but, you know, but like... Can you explain that to me, Michael? Like, what's the intention? What's the, is it they have a really high standard for women? Or is it like, it's interesting for me? I think it's like really interesting to see the pairing of acting of like idiot action dudes and like high caliber female actresses. I I really like that dynamic. (laughs) Like Chuds. It's bad, but I love it. It's like Chuds and superstar ladies. Like, how does that happen? I don't it's know. It's almost like cursed internet fan casting, but like we get to see it, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's really weird, right? Like, I, I, I don't have an explanation for you because it just doesn't make any rational sense. Like, why, why would you have these four Academy Award nominated respected actresses a- across winning. from yeah, winning? Not yes, excuse me, not nominated, winning actresses up across from Vin Diesel and The Rock. And I'm looking at the poster with 30 characters on it, <laughs> and it looks like not one of these men has even been nominated. I would, I would bet money Rude. on that. I'm looking. Okay, who, who would be the one, Michael, out of all these? Ludacris, John Cena. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Of the of the people in the movie, probably John Cena. I don't know. Is Idris Elba in this movie? No, he feels like he could be. Well, he was in. Hobbs well, he was in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. That's 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 the fast that's a fast adjacent character that would be closest to winning. Okay, award. I'm gonna put you on the spot, Michael. Ooh. Um, maybe this could be a question for next time to to simmer on. But what what Oscar winning actress would you like to see added to the Fast and the Furious franchise? Mm. I don't have an answer either. Um, <laughs> Jodie Foster. <laughs> No, no. Um, that would be cool. <laughs> She'd be great. Linda, Linda Blair. The Exorcist. No, stick with Jodie Foster. That's a great answer. Jo- Jodie really Foster good. would make sense, actually. She would eat it up. Yeah. 
I think Jodie Foster would would slay in this movie. I have to think about this. Um, maybe like I wasn't gonna say Viola Davis, but she's already done those Suicide Squad movies, and that's already like the same thing. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, she don't need that. Maybe like Meryl Streep. That'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> what would Meryl do here? Eat, Dylan. She could she be would... someone's mom that we <laughs> never talked about before. Rude. Dom's mom. Dom's mom. <laughs> Dylan. Donna. All right. Let, look. Dama. <laughs> Dama. Let's 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 uh, predict our ratings for this movie. Are our reviews okay. out yet? Do we know? No, there's not. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go out. You know what? I don't even remember what I said about the last one. Don't look it um, up. Don't look it up. Gotta go don't by vibes. It. Yeah, vibes. Two. Two out of five? Two and a half. I gotta look at the diary because I gotta know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's fair. Uh I wanna say three. I'm gonna say three. I'll be optimistic. Three. I gave Renfield a three. I'm gonna say three. You know what? Yeah, let's go three. Let's go three. And I'm purely talking about enjoyment level, obviously. It's not like clearly. Now what am I gonna rate it? It's it's so hard. What do you do on Letterboxd? If if you love it, do you give it a five? Or, or is three like the peak that this movie could ever achieve? Yeah, are you gonna rate it with your heart or with your mind? See, I don't know, Dylan. I'm just gonna go off of how I feel when I'm leaving the theater. Uh I think it'll be a good time regardless. I'm going to 4DX. Um, we're gonna get tossed I'm, around. It's gonna be fun. I I don't I don't see I don't I hate the the, the naming convention of these movies. I just can't just easily find F9. There is none. I know it's terrible. Um, okay, well, any okay, one more question? Don't? Go ahead. Yeah, who's gonna die? Um, I feel like we gotta lose someone. There's too many. Well, not Dom, right? Nah, he's fine. Michelle Rodriguez. I don't think so either. No? Maybe. I guess maybe. Jordana Brewster. <laughs> one of the they non-Academy could. Academy Award winning actresses. Yeah, we gotta gotta get rid of the ones that don't have one. <laughs> yeah. Um Natalie Emmanuel. But I like Jordana Brewster because I like how they how she's like the mom that goes out and like she has a stay at home dad. Right. He's not dead, remember. He's just at home always. Uh, oh, that's right. He's not dead. He's he just never leaves. <laughs> I kind of like so, that dynamic. <laughs> that's so funny. I think they're gonna kill Charlie soon. You think so? Um, Cipher. That's her name. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're gonna I kill Cipher. I forgot that was the name. Yeah. Do you remember I'm, her I'm... Yoda monologue from the last one she was in? No, Dylan. I don't. I'm gonna send that to you. I'm gonna send it to you. Please do. That's great. All right. I'm going with Michelle Rodriguez. Um. That's that's it. <laughs> go go see fast go see fast ten your seatbelts this weekend. So we can talk about it next week. Exactly. But that's gonna do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Bye everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.